Welcome back to the Ambitious Adventures podcast show. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and on today's show, we're actually going to take you behind the scenes. This is one of the scenes we did in Des Moines, and if you're familiar with Des Moines, it's in uh, Smoky Row. We're at a coffee shop. We rolled in, and nobody knew we were coming in, and we had three cameras, and there we were, and it was kind of give us a weird look. But we sat down, and we talked for 10 minutes on our beginnings. I talked about how I got started in the ice business and where my dad began how I sold real estate with my invention Arctic Stick. Then Greg, we go into his story with him in his early days going to college and how he became a rapper and then went on tour, or is at least going to go on tour. And we talk about how that never worked out for him. Um, and then just how he became an entrepreneur. We both had worked in corporate. He had worked in Target. I had worked for Arctic Glacier Ice. We really just talk about where it all began for us as entrepreneurs, our humble beginnings, and uh going to share that in the show. And then also we talk about how our business relationship began and in business, how it's a testing. I mean, you really have to first find out if you're going to work together well. And Greg and I have seen, I mean, firsthand that over the past four months, we've learned that we can work together and we've proven that to each other. Now things are going well, and especially for the show. So uh, excited to jump in this for the show today. I'm going to take you into the coffee shop scene for Ambitious Adventures, episode one in Des Moines. Let's jump right into it. So after college, you went back and started working with your dad? Yeah, so I went and worked with my dad um, while developing Arctic Stick. Has he been in the ice business his whole life? 1986, 1986, 30 years. Wow. Yeah. And how did he get into ice business? Um, was he an employee of an ice company? And then no, the so he, like just... he was an entrepreneur. He tried a bunch of different things. But what he did is a guy he saw he ended up working for him, just yeah. delivering on routes. And he's like, he's like, hey, you care if I go and get more customers? He got more. He kept getting more. And he did more work. He did all the work. And he's yeah. like, I just can't do this anymore. He's like, either you sell me the business, I'm out. Yeah. Sold him the company. And, sent, I mean, he's built it up 30 years and, I mean, created pretty neat name for himself in that go. area. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what he's done, and he's he's tried a bunch of different things along the way, but, like, when I got out of school, I went there, I worked with him, I sold real estate, I did Arctic Stick, and then did corporate for a little bit, which... <laughs> it's always fun. Oh, man. Have you ever worked in You were doing real estate, too, right? Yeah. At some yeah. point? So, I, I sold real estate, like, on the weekend stuff to pay for Arctic Stick. Were you selling, like, barns? Like, everything. Were you selling, like, barns and... Or, I like, sold farmland once. Farmland? Yeah, so everything I made yeah. went into Arctic Stick. Like yeah. people had cars, they had toys, like all my money went into my invention. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, I got a car, you got an Arctic Stick oh prototype. My God, this is deliciously not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> you can just I can just taste the, sh- the chocolate and the caramel. Oh, so much energy. But did you ever work in corporate? Yeah. So uh, when I was sixteen, legit the day I turned sixteen, I went and worked at Target. Um, you worked at Target? Stock, I'm trying to picture you. Stock boy, 6 o'clock at night to 10 o'clock at night after school. I go to school, I go to football practice, and I go straight to Target. Um, so I was like I was like the poor kid at a rich school, and like I wanted Tommy Hilfiger polo shirts because that's what yeah. everyone in my school wore. And my parents, there's no way they were ever buying me a Tommy Hilfiger polo shirt. So I went to work at Target, made 7 bucks an hour, and I took my paycheck, and I went to Macy's on the weekend, and I bought my Tommy Hilfiger polo shirt. And then bought another one, and then bought another one, and I just I started that. Then I worked um, a lot of restaurants. Um, w- were bar- you a waiter? Bartender, server, waiter. I did bartending for all. I love bartending. I've been a busboy. I love bartending. It's probably like 
legit one of the best ways to learn people's see, skills is to be a server or see, a See, like people, you and I, personal and can talk. We make so much money in the bar, like mm -hmm. just bartending. Just talking to people. Yeah. I mean, I had regulars that come in and legit just buy like a soda from me and they leave me like a five buck set just because they wanted to yeah. hang out, you know, for a couple hours in the middle of the day. So wait, when did you, like when did you start rapping? When did uh, you start in the music, like rapping and then? Yeah, so my, my buddy, uh, Mike Barnett, T-Bar was his name, and Terry Barnett, and I was Giro for Greg Roulette. And when we were like 15, 16, in that era, like we would always play basketball in front of his house. Yeah. Like it's one of those, like just in the middle of the street, no, no cars in the road. Chocolate mocha? And uh, we'd just be playing basketball for forever, listening mocha. to like Snoop and Master P and, yeah. and you know, just every hip hop artist imaginable. And we'd always just be rapping the lyrics and stuff. And then one Christmas he got a drum machine like old, like legit had like six buttons on it and you could like hit, you know, hi-hat, snare and yeah. kick drum. And he started making beats. And um, then like, you know, one night instead of playing basketball, we just freestyled in his garage and then just did it again and did it again. And it went from there. And it went from there. And then my senior year, um, I joined this program. I think it was called Wise, but they let me out of school. I didn't have to take my last two periods. So essentially I left at like noon, 1230 yeah. every day uh, to start a senior project. And I was like, I'll start a record label. And um, so we took the beats he was making on that little corny drum machine. I found this recording studio that it was like 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I could do 25 bucks an hour. And so my goal when we went in the recording studio was we need to record the entire song in less than an hour. So I'm like, I got 25 bucks. I need to buy one hour of studio time. <laughs> and so we needed to track the beat. We needed to do his verse. We needed to do my verse. We needed to do the chorus. We needed to do the overdubs. It was like <laughs> you were like, truly brute. It was like it was like it was like at minute 55, and like I need I would need to like redo a line or something. I'm like nah, nah, just export it. Just export yeah. it. Just export it. And so we, we recorded our whole album that way. Uh, we were called the Burglars because uh, we would uh, go to these rich, very rich upscale homes, and we would steal insignificant things from the homes. Um, so like we would take the cue ball. I know their friends. Yeah. yeah. So we would take the cue ball the from their pool table. The picture off the wall. The light. The, the picture off the wall. The, you know, uh, a spoon from like their spoons. Like it was insignificant things, but we were yeah. just like, now you can't play pool, sucker. You know. Yeah. And um, so when did so, you? When were you going to go on tour? Like how old were um, you when you? Much later. Uh, so that was like 17, 18. I was supposed to go to Full Sail. My parents got divorced uh, when I was in middle school, but the financial effects were still going into play later yeah. on like my dad declared bankruptcy my mom had like no money it was just a really bad financial situation so I was trying to go to full sale it's about 50 grand a year to go to that school yeah to get like an audio engineering degree and I couldn't get any loans because of my parents financial history and obviously I couldn't get a $50,000 loan myself so I ended up going back to UCF I took all of my grant money and student loan money at UCF and I went to Guitar Center and I bought recording gear and I recorded all the rappers at UCF Wow. Um, and that's how I like paid for tuition and paid my bills and all that was like I just had a you know every rapper went and that's where uh, Lazy Bone for Phone Thugs and Harmony came to my dorm room and recorded yeah. um, just all kinds of cool stuff and then from that started like making my own albums again and then uh, first tour that I went on was really just Florida like we did Orlando we did Lakeland we did Jacksonville we did Boca we played a lot of universities so I was a bartender at Wackadoos which is the bar on the University of Central Florida campus yeah. and they just started franchising and they were at FAU which is in Boca they were at UNF in Jacksonville they were at USF and so I basically just played all their locations because yeah. I worked there and they were just like booked me for free to so play in the afternoon perfect. yeah and so that was like some of the first tours I went on it was a lot of college like 
I was I was a college rapper. Like that's what I was rapping about. It was like frat stuff and about. I love college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was yeah. Asheroth, you know, kind of stuff, and it was um, it was really cool. So. Yeah, that was one of the first ones. Then we started like getting into more of like the bar scene, like playing sh- really bad guy bars, like hundred people, like that you didn't want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, a lot of Jaeger shots. Oh. Just that was the that was the. So what game. what year was it that you were gonna do tour and then you end up dropping? So uh, two thousand seven. So how old were you then? Uh, I was twenty three. Yeah, twenty three at the time, and you just got married. I got married on St. Patrick's Day. In March, <laughs> in April, we played this thing called Earth Day Birthday, which is like the local, the big radio concert. So it was like Papa Roach and Buck Cherry and Seven Dust and Daughtry and like the biggest rock radio bands and us. And then Giro. And then Giro. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we played that and it was awesome. And then we booked a tour uh, with this group called Crazy Anglos, um, which was a 15 city East Coast tour. And that's the one where we took all of our wedding money and I bought a new trailer and I bought all the stuff. And they, uh, Two days before we were supposed to head on tour, I got a call from one of the dudes, and it was like, we're not going. And, um, and that was the last day I ever did music, like, professionally. So it was kind of like, you got you get married, and it's like the start of your new life. But, like, my band, like, we had, slept, we had slept in, like, Roche Motels. We were eating ramen noodles. Like, we would go to a truck stop and, like, turn the hot water on the truck stop, and that's how we were heating up our ramen noodles. So, like, we couldn't afford to eat, or else we didn't have gas to get to the next city. And like so, these were like blood brothers, and they why were did they just, bail? They just couldn't handle it. Yeah, I think they were scared. I think you know they were dependent on their parents. Their parents paid their bills. Their parents they were they were just graduating school slash kind of still in school. So their parents were taking care of all their bills, all their rent. They they never had to, so I think it just scared them that they were gonna have to put their life on hold they, to they pursue a dream. I and, think the thing with entrepreneurship too is like not everybody has what it takes to. Take that like I quit my job. I was I cut the cord. Like this was it. Like this was my fast track to. Like it still makes me mad to this day. Have you talked? To him? Looking back now, I don't think we were as good as I have thought we were in my head. Uh, I've talked to the well, so the drummer and I actually started a social media company together and got an office downtown, and then that ended up being disastrous. But well, that's the life of entrepreneur. I'm a. Notoriously, I see the good in people before I see the bad in them. So, like, I want to be optimistic. Like, I want you to be the best partner I've ever had. Yeah. But so many times, people let you down. But you gotta let. And so I've had the same thing where people let you down, and I have this trusting thing. I think you have to have a trusting, but you also have to hold a guard. Yeah. And you can't let somebody slack in the business. Like everybody's got to give it all. Yeah. Otherwise. There's going to be definitely... Well, like, I think that's what's been cool about our relationship is, like, we were both testing each other a little bit. And, yeah. like, I, in the beginning, like, I wasn't 100% in, but yeah. you pushed me to be 100% in. Well, and we, we made each other better. We like, made each when other you made the article, like, when you made different articles, I'm like, dude, now I got to get something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the and thing. Then you're like, you're, bro, I got lacrosse in. I'm like, yeah. boom, I got best shanks. And it, it just worked really well together because, like... We it's both, an e-harmony for entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> a match. But, <laughs> it, but, but, like... You you proved your worth, and I, yeah. I hope to think that I did too. And no, like, but but like, I think for me, like the lesson I've learned over time is that like, you can't just like dating, like you can't sleep with someone on the first date just no. because like, hey, I'm this guy and I can do this awesome thing. Like, well, everyone's this awesome guy and they can do this awesome thing. Like, yeah. prove prove it to me. And like, over the last ninety days, I think we proved to each other. I, like, I think entrepreneurship and being in business together is is much like a relationship because you. It's continuous. I mean, it's always a lot of work and getting that relationship. Hope you enjoyed that segment with Greg and I in the coffee shop. There's a lot of fun there. 
A lot of things to come. I mean, we're going to share with you in this podcast show, behind the scenes, some of the stuff that might not even make the air, um, make it on TV, but just some of the things we learn, our experiences, and everything else. And we're going to actually, our next uh, episode we'll be filming will be in Los Angeles. We're going to be there the week of September 19th, so actually four weeks from now. We're going to be there. We're excited. We're going to be interviewing some awesome people. One of them is Jake Paul. He is uh, the founder of Team 10, and he's uh, a Vine star. I mean, he's on Snapchat. The kid has a massive following. I think it's like 12.5 million followers. He's got a cool story, and going to share that with you. And then we're going to go to Tastemade. Greg and I are actually going to appear on the Business Rockstars podcast with Mark Lack. And we're going to be interviewing Nick Nanton and be going to a big scene there. And there's going to be some other cool people that we're going to be introducing. We can't wait. It's going to uh, be a lot of fun. And we're going to be going to Hollywood. So until next week, we will talk to you all later. (laughs) 